Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restore Mind podcast. My name is Caroline and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. I cannot believe that it is already March. So happy March. We are walking into the third month of the year and I feel like so much has happened already. There's been so many wins. There's been so many missing the marks, failures, things that kind of distracted me. I don't know about you. But all of these things have contributed to just my year in general, how I've been doing mentally and physically and spiritually. So I don't know where you are in your journey. If this year has started off on a great start for you and you started to feel like now we're putting in work and things are starting to slow down, you've come into some bumps in your journey, whatever that looks like. I know that there have been some times between the start of the year and now where we might have been feeling like we failed or that we haven't done enough. I have been on both ends of that, and that's what today's episode is about, what to do when we miss the mark. So one of the things that I highly encourage is that if it is you, where you feel like you failed in some way, you feel like you haven't done enough to reach your goals and now you're starting to feel like maybe you bit off more than you can chew or that you just completely dropped the ball on this one. I hope that you find something in this episode that would help you and encourage you to get back on track or to continue to keep going and just to motivate you moving forward. So one of the things that I have learned is to come back to God. I encourage you to come back to God. In Psalms 103, verse 8, it says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Meaning your failures are not going to keep him from pouring his love and mercy over you. So I encourage you to come back to him. Don't spend your time trying to fix where you failed or get in the mindset that you have to be perfect before you come to God. That is not the case at all. You have already been forgiven. Your debt has been paid. So come to him as you are. See, in that verse, the word compassionate, gracious, and abounding comes to mind. All adjectives describing God's character. And I even wrote meanings next to them. Compassionate, to empathize with someone and to feel compelled to reduce the suffering. God loves you so much that he empathizes with you and he wants to reduce your suffering. Gracious, kindness, and courtesy to show favor. God shows favor in you and abounding, which means plentiful to have so much of. He has so much love for you. All of that to me 
there's no way you could read that and think that you're not enough for him. I know it sounds so crazy to say because I once believed that I wasn't enough for God's love or for him to use me to be the vessel where I can do work for his kingdom. But my friend, I am telling you that whether or not you think you've failed or that you think you haven't done enough, that does not mean that God has forgotten about you. I'm thinking about the story of the prodigal son. If you're not familiar with that, there were two sons and a father, and the older brother stayed with his father while the younger brother took all of his money and he left to go live his best life or what he thought would be his best life. And he comes into a place in his life where he runs into a lot of hardships and suffering. And he's contemplating on whether or not he wants to go back. He's afraid because he thinks that he's not worthy enough to be the son of his father anymore. But then he makes a decision to go back home. He's going to go home anyway and see what happens. And when he gets home, he is greeted with so much love from his father. His father throws his arms around him and hugs him and then wants to throw a huge party or have this huge feast to celebrate the homecoming of his son. And the oldest son, the one who stayed behind, was not so welcoming. He did all the work while the young brother went to go do his thing. He went to go have the best life for himself or what he thought would be the best life. And he believes that his younger brother doesn't deserve forgiveness or even a party for that matter. So my question is, which son are you? Are you the one that is making the decision to go back home to their father? Or do you feel like all of your shortcomings, when you miss the mark, the mistakes that you've made, all of that stops you from receiving forgiveness, receiving celebration? Or are you like the older son who was not so welcoming because it feels like maybe you don't deserve the forgiveness or part of the celebration? that God wants to give you. I've been on both sides before. I've been the older son who feels like my shortcomings, when I missed the mark, my failures, my mistakes, they were just too much for me to carry over to God and to let him take that because I was so full of shame, so full of guilt and embarrassment. Then I've been on the other side where I said, you know what, I'm going to go home anyway, as I am, and we'll just see what happens from there. And my friend, I am telling you that when you make the decision to go home and ask God for forgiveness, there is so much growth in that. If you allow him into your life, he's going to work in you and through you for the good of his kingdom. I just had to take a moment and pause there because for me, that story is so powerful. It relates to me and I hope that that story gives you some encouragement to go back home if you feel like you failed or you feel like you haven't done enough if you're exhausted and you just need some rest there is rest in him so i encourage you to run run to him and say i need you lord i cannot do this without you partner with him 2 peter chapter 1 verse 3 says god's divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life so not only does he equip us, but he also provides us what we need so that we can face the ones we've hurt or even face ourselves. I have found that it's so easy to hide behind our own mistakes by simply keeping busy instead of confronting and facing the mistakes that we've made. Isn't that insane? Even when we hurt ourselves, even when we 
drive ourselves into an exhaustive state. We would still rather not face the reality that we probably missed the mark on something. Instead, we choose to distract ourselves with our phones, watching movies, doing anything else other than evaluating what went wrong. Isn't that insane? I know that that's been me. That's why I'm talking about it. And I feel like I won't be the only one who might be guilty of that. So that's what today's episode is about. What are we going to do when we miss the mark? And missing the mark basically means falling short. Maybe we feel like we're not doing enough. There's a mistake that we made. Or we feel like we're failing. Failure. That is a word that can weigh so heavy on us, especially when we've disappointed ourselves and the people in our circle that we really love and care about. Maybe we feel like we're not doing enough and that's why we feel like we are failing. So this week, did you miss the mark in communication? Were you easily frustrated with your spouse or your children, maybe even your coworker? Did you miss the mark when you said you were going to work out today but kept pushing it off and by the end of the day, it never happened? Where did you miss the mark this week? I encourage you to reflect on this question with brutal honesty. Why? Because it draws the truth out of us and helps us see where we can improve. Failure or missing the mark is not a permanent situation, but it is a setback. And I'll talk about that in episode two of Why Mindset Matters. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, I highly recommend checking it out. It's a really good one. And honestly, it's one of my most popular episodes. And we're 13 episodes into the Restored Mind podcast. Along my journey, I have found three things that have really helped me move myself out of sitting in the funk of being a failure. So what did I do when I missed the mark? There were three main things I did. One of them was to acknowledge or be transparent. The second one is to analyze and take it one step at a time. The third one is to prepare. What am I going to do different? And I'm going to touch base on all three of those today in this episode. So when we acknowledge, we are basically releasing the power that it has over us. When I say power, I mean guilt, okay? Guilt can have so much power over us because it keeps us prisoner in our own mind and it makes us feel like we're not enough or maybe we'll never be enough. We're not doing enough. You're such a failure because, oh man, I should have, I should have done more. The guilt that you feel like maybe you missed out on something because you didn't do enough. Or maybe it's guilt that you said something when you shouldn't have said it because you couldn't control your anger at the time. And now it's just lingering in the back of your mind, kind of like a pebble in your shoe. Yeah, that's the kind of power that guilt has over you. When you acknowledge that you've missed the mark, it means that you are taking responsibility for your action. It also opens us up to share our hearts with God. Let me tell you this. God is all-knowing. He already knows what's happened. All right? When we open our hearts up to God, it allows him to work in us and through us. We get to know him more. He already knows us. It's us that needs to get to know him. And it's tempting to keep our mistakes to ourselves because it can breed shame or embarrassment. But the best thing that you can do is be open and transparent about missing the mark. Be open and transparent about it with yourself and the ones that have been affected by it directly. and. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about your mistakes. We all have our moments where it probably wasn't our best moments. On social media, I see a plethora of pictures and videos with captions 
about how to perform an exercise. All right, this is just an example. And they make it look so easy, right? You look at them and they're giving you all the pointers, the form that your body should be in when you're performing a certain exercise. When we see this kind of content, all we see is perfection. But what isn't shown is that they probably had to keep practicing that particular exercise until they got it right. It took them a lot of time. There's a lot of in-betweens that is not documented or edited out. When we're searching for something, we usually search to find how to do something perfectly because we want to get it right. When I first began my fitness journey, especially when I started resistance training, I wanted to learn how to hip thrust correctly. That was one of the main ones that I really wanted to nail down. I began my journey and I started filming it because I wanted to share with my viewer, my audience, over time, how much weight I was able to lift. And so the very first video that I did, I set up my phone and I was already put myself in a position and was like, okay, this is good. And I pick up the weights with my hips. And I remember I fell back, completely back and onto my bottom because the bench moved out of the way. It wasn't secure behind anything. And I can recall that in that moment, I was so embarrassed and I felt so silly that I deleted that video because I didn't want my husband or my children to come across it because, you know, they might go through my phone and they're like, hey, mommy, what's this? And next thing you know, the video is playing. And I knew that I would be embarrassed by that. But looking back in hindsight, I wish, I wish that I never deleted that video because learning along the way that showing the imperfection in my form and workouts has made it so much easier for me to be myself. It's made it easier for me to have conversation with others without feeling like I'm hiding something. And honestly, the best part is that it sparked motivation in others. When you share your testimony or your journey in its complete, unedited form and how you made it to the other side, you not only feel good about overcoming these challenges, but you also get to encourage others as well. It makes them realize that they don't have to be perfect to begin something. They can learn along the way, and that's okay. That it's okay to make mistakes. That, for me, is the most inspirational part of it when you acknowledge when you're transparent about missing the mark on something. So what's next after having already acknowledged that we missed the mark? The next step is to analyze or take it one step at a time. When we have acknowledged that we made a mistake, now we need to go back and analyze the situation. What happened? Once we acknowledge where we missed the mark, then the key to getting back is taking small steps at a time to come back from that. Ask yourself, what can you do different next time? Be open to corrections. Episode two of Why Mindset Matters, I talk about growth mindset and how it allows us to become better and move further than when we have the mindset of an I can't or I can attitude. Those two words make a huge difference in how we view our, our situation. The truth of the matter is that when we take these small steps, it's going to take more than a single step for you to bounce back from when you miss the mark. And I'm not talking about a simple fix as how can I not fall off the bench next time I'm doing hip thrust. I'm talking about when you lost your temper, maybe with your spouse or your significant other or your children, or when you feel like you want to make changes in your life, but you're not doing the things that you need to do in order to make these changes. 
Most of the time when we miss the mark, it's usually because we built a habit for it. For example, we want to become healthier, but we don't do anything about it. Meaning we struggle to get up and move our bodies outside of our normal routine. We want to be surrounded by love and peace, but we find ourselves easily frustrated and becoming impatient with others. We don't bite our tongue when we have something snarky to say. The truth in that is that it doesn't solve the problem anyway, and there's not any understanding that comes out of it. You don't gain anything from that, and the person that you're being impatient with doesn't gain anything either. If anything, it makes them also more frustrated. We want to be in relationships or to feel like we belong, but we find it hard to trust, so we do everything ourselves and become overwhelmed, or we place assumptions on someone's attentions, making it harder to trust that person. I know that these situations that I'm giving you, they look different for everyone because everyone is in a different season of their life. But the, the main factor here is that a lot of these habits that we want to change when we're analyzing and we're looking at what we need to change, they've come from a long history of us doing a repetitive, habitual things. So when we want to change them, we have to realize that a lot of these habits we've built up will take time to rewire inside our minds. And to begin that process, we have to come back to God, which requires spiritual and physical intentions, meaning prayer and reading scripture. Because when you come back to God, you're going to receive forgiveness, love, and compassion. There's so much more, but those are the three that comes to mind. When you see how loved you are, when you begin diving into the word and building your relationship with God and you realize how much you are loved, you are going to naturally want to radiate that same kind of love to others. And things are going to start shifting inside of you. It's called the pruning season. And at least that's how I like to think about it. Things are going to start stirring and you're going to start pruning things out of your life and allow different things to grow into your life. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So being confident in this, this meaning thanksgiving and prayer, it comes straight from chapter 1, Philippians verse 6. Thanksgiving and prayer, praying with joy because of God's partnership. That is something to be celebrated because when we start to lean into God, when we lean on Him to be our strength when we are weak, that's where we find our strength. There's so much growth that happens in that moment. It's unreal and it's unbelievable. I hope that you have had a chance to experience something like that before. If not, I hope that that experience comes to you because it is such a humbling experience when you have to surrender your selfishness, your pride of not wanting to acknowledge that you cannot do this alone. When you come down to your knees and you're humbled by that, it is like peeling off this dirty layer, if you will, of yourself. And you become more aware of your actions and the words that you use and how it affects others. The last thing is when we have already analyzed when we miss the mark and we're taking these small steps to make these changes happen, we have to prepare ourselves. What are we going to do different next time? Taking steps away from negative habits we built up takes time to change. But ultimately, it is your responsibility to keep accountability for the habit changes. God's going to do his part. 
you have to do yours and you have to keep yourself accountable for these things. So you have to be intentional with the habit changes. For example, I talked about wanting to live a healthier lifestyle earlier. Now, in order to do that, you might start with examining, taking a look at where your lifestyle is like now and in what areas you want to improve so that you could have a healthier lifestyle. If it's to eat cleaner, then eat more whole foods instead of processed food. A great way of doing that would be to not go to the grocery store hungry because then you'll be less likely to buy your go-to foods or snacks like chips and Oreos or whatever it is that you like to eat. If it's wanting to move your body more, start with something simple. Go for a short walk, 10 to 15 minutes, and then increase that length over time so that you can start getting more movement into your body. If it's resistance training, start with body weights and then increase over time. I started with body weights and then I moved on to bands and then I eventually got some dumbbells and then we moved on to the, what I already have in the gym. It's a slow process. We often think that we have to have everything we need in order to start. When I started my beauty page on Instagram, I really wanted to have everything I needed in order to start posting content. I felt like I needed to have the right camera, the right lens, the right products to produce content. And I learned as I was going along that I didn't need all of that. I could use my phone. And my friend constantly reminded me, like, just use your phone. And I never wanted to because I felt like I needed a better quality camera. I felt embarrassed to be filming on my phone or taking pictures off of my phone because the quality just wasn't where I wanted it to be. And then when I started posting about my fitness journey, I wanted to wait until I was already fit to start posting content. And then again, my friend and my husband were like, just start posting, just start sharing your journey. And when I started sharing my journey, I realized that I did not need a whole squat rack to start my journey. I just had to start. And that's the part where I feel like a lot of us can get caught up in the tangible things of what we feel like we need versus what has already been provided to us from God. And so with all of that being said, I just want to let you know that change does not have to happen all at once. To replace an old habit, you have to make small, manageable changes that you can be consistent with. If you start to change too much all at once, you're going to end up reverting back to the old habits that you used to have because you haven't established a solid foundation of where this line is going to be drawn, where the non-negotiables are. In the prepare stage of what is going to be different, we have to break the pattern of what brings you back to the old you. Ask yourself this question, what old routine triggered the bad habit in me? Know the cues that spark pattern in your behavior and your mindset. If your goal is to go for a walk after you get back home from work and the first thing you do is go inside, sit on the couch to decompress and you realize that hours have already gone by and you haven't gone for your walk yet, then what you'd want to do is reevaluate that. You can go on your walk before sitting down on the couch. For example, instead of going inside, sitting on the couch and decompressing, you could just go on your walk right after work. When you get home, if you need to change or whatever, just don't sit on that couch because that couch is the cue that is letting your body and your brain know that, okay, now I can just relax. So if that's you, then don't sit on the couch. Just go change, put on your walking shoes and go for that walk, come back and then decompress on the couch. 
If your goal is to read more devotionals, but you find yourself being distracted on your phone with social media or text messages, whatever it may be, and you realize that in the time that you spent distracted, you could have already finished a devotional, there's a couple of things that we can look at. Is it your phone or is it the notifications that are distracting you? If it's the notifications, then you can always silence them and have it delivered to your phone silently. But if it's your actual phone, if you realize that as soon as you pick it up and the first thing you do is tap on social media apps to see what's going on in the world, then perhaps print your devotionals out the night before and leave it on your nightstand so that when you wake up in the morning, you can read it or get a devotional book and get your devotionals that way. Read a physical book where you have to be intentional, holding the book, reading the book, underlining things, highlighting things, being intentional with it. When I started reading devotional, it wasn't a habit at the time, but I wanted it to be. And I remember picking up my phone because I used the Bible app, picking up my phone and automatically going into Facebook or Instagram. And it's not always going to be easy. I sometimes do fall back to that. But what happens is as soon as I realize that I'm on social media, I close it out. I tap out of it, I swipe up and I leave it. And then I go back to what I'm doing. It used to be such a habit for me. I wouldn't even want to be on social media and I would just automatically go and tap on Instagram to see what's going on. And I realized that I'm doing that. And I remember saying to myself, like, why am I even on Instagram? I was supposed to go read a devotional. It takes time to change our habits into good ones. Once you start to get a solid hold on something, it's so much easier to build that habit, to change it around because now it becomes a part of your foundation. It becomes a non-negotiable. If anything, I want you to remember this. You get to choose if you come back from your failures and how you come back from them. You get to make that choice to get up and move forward. It's going to take a lot of repetition to break a habit. I get it. I've been there. I'm still there. We're not perfect. We're going to fail. We're going to fall short. We're going to miss the mark. We will not always be perfect. But remember, we're aiming for progress. It won't always be easy. But my friend, you can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast.